boys and girls all over the world tune that dial in to the show where the hosts put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin because it's movie night and the time is right to kick back and let go if you're in the mix and you like good flicks then you came to the wrong show it's the weekly watch wheel Salami day, friends and family. Salami day to all of the rope people. <laughs> Welcome to the weekly watch wheel, where <laughs> we'll watch, watch the film. Movie. Darn you, Jimmy. Darn you and the horse you rode in on. Oh, listening to you drink that soda <sighs> in my ears. Man. You is... do a lot of things in your chair that you <laughs> would like to believe don't get picked up on the microphones, but they do. <clears throat> like what? Like fart? Or play Game Boy Advance. I don't care if that's getting picked up or not. <laughs> You're the worst. Anyone recognize that? It's probably some legend of some Zelda. It's a legend of Zelda. A pox, a pox upon you. I'm turning it off. Don't worry. <laughs> Do it your way. Shanley, how are you I'm doing I'm not going to freak out, man. You have ruined my life. Sorry. I love that. That's the best part of the movie. And Shanley, how are you doing today? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sorry, it's just <laughs> joyful. I fell asleep during the movie last night. What? So really? Nice. So I just watched it now, and wow. Yeah. Feeling good. Excellent. I'm glad you're riding the high of no dessert, Dad. Till you mow the lawn, Jimmy. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh huh. I'm at a boring point in the Minish Cap. I am like about to fight Vati to rescue Princess Zelda. And uh, I'm just kind of doing some cleanup on some side quests. And there's one where I have to raffle off like a bunch of figurines. And it's really boring. Yeah, Uh, I'd agree. (laughs) But, you know, it helped pass by the time where Shanley was watching this movie again really helped out then well uh we, we talked about it a little bit i've even quoted it the zelda no oh. no dessert dad till you mow the lawn last week i spun i got strictly matt and i chose no dessert dad till you mow the lawn which is really important 1994 1994 such, a good, such a good year oh gosh Ugh. name movies that came out in 94 yeah. lion king well done jimmy um jurassic park 93 somebody punch him in the scrotum Dink, you're in the prime spot for it. <laughs> he's, he's the <laughs> official scrote puncher. Dinkle madness. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that to me. I don't want him to it's wrap the, his... It's, <laughs> the Rus- <laughs> it's the Russell Tussle. It's the Dinkle... Tinkle? Uh, his, no one calls him Dinkle. But it, it, we're adjusting it for... No. I, uh, I hate the, Dinkle. It's the burger... Durger. That's what we're going with. Moving on. <laughs> That's cool. That's staying in. That's going to be our new thing. Uh, after we cut off the recording last night for our selection episode, we found some really exciting things. Uh, namely, we were joking about that uh, Munchie Strikes Back trailer that was posted on... What was the YouTube channel? It was... VHS Guy 2000? 
Well, that was... No, there's VHS guy in 1990, I think. Was... Yeah, that, that guy was the one who just physically recorded his television as he was playing No Dessert Dad Till You Move Along. But the Munchie yeah, Strikes... and what were the posters on his wall? He had Jaws, he had and he had... Pan. Pan, yes. That was hilarious. Pan. The Munchie Strikes Back from 1994 Is it Roger Corman official? It's... Munchie Strikes Back 1994 official trailer is what the title of the video is. Yeah. And it's from the Roger Corman official YouTube page. That's what I wanted to call out. We were laughing about that, but then we found out who Roger Corman is. He was the producer for Munchie Strikes Back. And, and this, and countless films. Tons oh, yeah. of stuff. Uh, this guy's amazing. Like Alien Terminator, for example. Yeah, Alien Terminator. We all loved that. Yeah. I saw the parts separately but i enjoyed them yep can you imagine if you put them together, put them together it's yeah. like oh. a pink floyd with a wizard of oz wizard kind of, oz, of situation yeah. yeah can you imagine that i wonder what would happen if you watch dark of the moon the transformers movie with dark side of the moon pink floyd you probably just slowly Stop paying attention to the TV. To both, <laughs> oh, wow. How dare you? I think Pink both. Floyd's amazing. They no, they are, but I don't think that's the way to watch it or way to listen to it. How would you know? Okay, I've done it before. Okay. Three times since Tuesday. I feel like our energy level is right where it needs to be. <laughs> we are killing it this week. Well, we're about to really turn things up because... Get turned... Oh, we. I'm sorry. I also wanted to bring this up. We found a review of No Dessert Dad Till You Mow the Lawn on YouTube by a channel called like Dollar Store Treasures or something like that. Yeah. So apparently you could buy this movie on DVD at the And the, the video store. was from like six months ago. Oh, yeah. So this is so fresh in the zeitgeist. Someone <laughs> made a YouTube video six months ago reviewing this movie. And I don't blame them. It's a big year for Roger Corman. Oh, the core. Yeah, the man. <laughs> the core, the man, the core man. <laughs> well, did we? Oh, I, I guess I spun it, so I've got to give a summary, right? Yep. I gave a brief sum, a synopsis yesterday when we were doing the selection video, but I know it was a different recording, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to speed through this. The young girl, her name is Monica, and she wants her parents to quit smoking, so she lies and says that their microwave is broken, so they have to go to... The, a fast food restaurant. Please tell me you know what the fast food restaurant is. I know it. Do you guys know? Munchies. No, you fool. It's two for one at... Wendy's. Bruno's Bratwurst. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is a cheap movie, Shanley. They don't have any real brands in it. <laughs> so she does this to How trick... do you know that Bruno's Bratwurst is fast food? Uh, it comes in white paper bags. A lot of food comes in white paper bags. I think it's supposed to be a fast food place. Wow. Anyway, it's two for one at Bruno's Bratwurst. She goes to Bruno's Bratwurst because right next door is... Two for one. Come on. Is that what you say, fast food? Yeah, Jimmy. Sorry. You take it back, Jimmy. You right. take it back in front of all of our friends. All right, fine. Fine what? I take it back. Do, 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 do. Huh? Rocky. What the hell is he talking about? Frank Stallone and all the trash can people are around the dumpster fire singing. Take it back. Oh, at the end? Or is that in Rocky 2? Is that the opening of Rocky 2? It's early on in Rocky 2 and it's throughout Rocky (laughs) 1. I don't remember it being throughout Rocky 1. I do remember it opening Rocky 2. 
And I think in Rocky Four he sings it at Adrian, not to her, but more like at her. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting lost. And so she wants her family to go shopping at Two for One at Bruno's Bratwurst because right next door there is a hypnotherapy place that will help you to quit smoking. Now Monica and her older brother Justin have a deep hatred for their sadistic, abusive eldest brother, Tyler, played by the great... James Marsden. That's exactly right. And they, the two younger siblings, Justin and Monica, find out that if they talk to their parents while they're in a hypnotic state, that they can influence their parents to do anything they want. So you got kind of a blank check situation where you got semi-trucks of cool 90s toys and clothes coming in, Air Jordans, things like that. And But, you know... The kids get what they asked for, but maybe they lost what they needed, right? Or they lost what they had, or something like that. Anyway, be careful what you wish for sort of thing. And um, so that is No Dessert Dad Till You Mow the Lawn. Is there anything that we should add to that? I mean, I think that the core of the film is the... The Roger core. The old... The the middle... (laughs) Yes, the the core. (laughs) Um, The middle sibling... Justin. Just. Yeah. They could just call him Just for most of the movie. Right. That's tight. So I think some people call him Just and some people call him Just, but either way, super cool. Yeah. He's got an extremely long neck. So uh, I think it's helped by the fact that this was at that time when kids tried to wear like baggy clothes, but like tall tees weren't a thing yet. So people just wore like clothes that were like 3XL. Yeah. But, like, weren't long or anything, so everything just looks kind of awkward on him and makes his neck seem lengthened. Right. Like a turtle poking its head out of a shell. Mm. Anyways, the the core of the movie is the middle brother, Jess, and the father having issues over... Yes, Ken Cochran. Um, Ken what in? Cochran. (laughs) It's them having issues... Over, like, the middle brother feeling ignored and underappreciated and whatever. Right. And it's them, it's the dad working through, huh, literally, uh, working through his uh, overworked life. Yeah, it's it's uh, that classic. To build a relationship with the ni- son. 1990s plot of a dad who works too much, right? Yeah, the 90s was a great time to just really point out how tough it is to be, like, Upper middle class <laughs> upper suburban middle class kid white kid with a really successful set of parents. Who yeah, work. it's like dad, like stop going to work every day. Let, let's let's name some of those movies then, okay? And a, a roughly '90s movie where the dad works too much. Jim, don't start with me. I didn't know we were going to do this. This isn't fair. Shanley, I don't think that fast. I feel like I'm going to be out already. I want to say liar, liar. Liar, liar. That's a great one. That's a perfect one. You nailed it. Jimmy, you got one? No. Hook. We're talking Mm. carpool. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It seems like made up. Oh, we got to watch carpool sometime. Do you know what that is, Shanley? No. It's got Tom Arnold in it. Okay. And uh, Tig from Sons of Anarchy is in it. Hmm. I didn't know he did other things. (laughs) Yeah. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. There you go. I'm in. I'm back, baby. Uh, Elf? That's like 2001. And also, yeah. Mm. 
You're, I mean, yes, it works, but... It was a little late. Yeah. But that's what this movie's got that in, in spades. The dad, Ken Cochran, <laughs> is... Uh, he's he said par- spades, and I was trying to think of a lyric to a song. The gays in the streets and the whites in the spades. Yes, everyone has AIDS. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> From lease. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken is supposed <laughs> to be a brilliant computer software designer. Yes, and I am ready to talk about it. All right, so where should where should we begin then? Let's I talk. think we start right there where the movie starts. He's at work, you know, the work where he shares a parking lot with his office building and the, <laughs> and baseball, the baseball field. Um, his son is playing baseball. Literally, like, no, there's not even a street between his work it's and the, just the it's, parking lot it's just yeah. a parking lot and then the fence right there it's to the point where he's using binoculars to watch the game out the window his and when he is... hasn't even entered the parking lot stepping out of his office's front doors his son sees him and perks up and it's like <laughs> dad like yay you're watching the game i was i noticed that for the first time last night even though i grew up with this movie and i thought of like when they were making this movie and they came upon that location they're like oh this is perfect we needed a location for the for the office space and for the baseball diamond this is two for one yeah what is this bruno's bratwurst that's (laughs) (laughs) totes convenient yeah uh that was ridiculous and just right off the bat Nice. Uh, we're we're <laughs> dealing with two ridiculous situations, which hmm. like set up a level of absurdity that I was really excited about for this film. So we have the dad watching his son's baseball game with binoculars yeah. through his office window. Yeah, he's like, you know what, dude? I'm gonna go watch the end of my son's game. He leaves, and we see his insane boss, Larry. who's like always working but like demanding that like everyone else works and he's not really like doing anything he's just like bossing he's a pencil pusher he's yeah. almost like a michael scott but like and he's because he's me bad intentions yeah he's yeah. like a bad he's like an evil michael scott but right. just as useless he seems to do nothing so <laughs> so he's in the parking lot already as ken leaves his building and he's standing there with his hands, kind of like a director, like lining up like where he thinks the shot should be or something. He's like got his hands like this, and he's standing in the parking lot, like spacing out and being <laughs> weird. And then he re- like snaps out of it as Ken walks past him. He's like, "Whoa, hey, whoa, hey, where are you going?" And like puts a stop to that real quick. Mm. And simultaneously, while that nonsense is going on, which we should get into. His son, Jess, is playing third base in the baseball game. Mm -hmm. And he's saying all sorts of great game things like, come on, we can get these guys. Let's go. Yeah, all all the best stuff. (laughs) And stream of consciousness. They're on the field. Everyone's ready to go. The batter's in the batter box. It's like boom-ba-doop-ba-doop. And his apparently best friend, Moon Pie, who's the pitcher... (laughs) Looks over at him, catches him like stealing a glance at his dad's office building, like hoping his dad's going to come out and immediately jumps on that opportunity to say, give it up, Gus, your dad ain't coming. (laughs) And then the batter from the other team goes, yeah, let's go. Everybody (laughs) knows that your dad hates you. (laughs) But not only does everyone know that, but also like 
hey, third base player, quit holding the game up. I know. That's like, true. Th- how does that the one like, with the ball in his yeah, hand? Moon Pie is literally just throw the ball. Mind your own business. <laughs> like, what is going on right now? Moon Pie is the worst. He's terrible. <laughs> so growing up, I thought that Moon Pie was like a, the local bully. But I think he's supposed to be Justin's friend. And, like, it seems like the other kids in the neighborhood don't like Justin. And, like, Moon Pie's his only friend. But Moon Pie's not his friend. He's always saying crap like that. Well, that's because Moon Pie's parents are getting divorced, which we find out later is part of the motivation. I kind of call bullshit. I grew up with a lot of spoiled both parents at home white kids. Okay. And they often kind of, like, play for sympathy. Like, it's a skill that gets picked up really early on. Is Um, that what you did, Jimmy? I mean, my parents split up when I was two, and they were oh, he's married. Doing and he's doing right it. Now. He's doing it right but now. yeah, uh, <laughs> Justin is like crying and trying to explain why he made his parents buy him Jordans and other things that he made them do. And he's like, "I just didn't want you guys to get divorced. That's why I did this." Like Moon Pie's parents. And they, they, like, give him a hug and, like, kind of snap out of, like, being mad at him. And I was like, that is such bullshit, dude. Like, you just wanted Jordans. You, you made your parents buy you Jordans. <laughs> How is that because you didn't want them to get divorced? He's like, like so what are you much financial about? strain on them, if anything. Yeah, you made your dad buy toward. new jerseys for your soccer team. He like, what are you ma- doing? No, he, he didn't exactly make his dad Okay, do he that. made his dad give him didn't the credit he card. He stole the credit card for it, right? <laughs> yeah. No, he made his dad say his credit card number out loud while being hypnotized. And his his dad's credit card pin is something like that spells out something along the lines of bucks. But with an extra C at the end. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's just because it's a different shot. And in that second shot, he like misspells bucks. I think... I, I, I agree. We're, we're we're jumping ahead. Okay. Uh, but so so, Moon Pie is a total douche, is what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. He he's like, I tried to write it down and I didn't get it all. But in the first like five minutes of the movie, he says that thing right off the bat to Just. Then he says like, "Oh, are you gonna ask your dad about tomorrow?" And like a normal person, Just is like, "Oh, we weren't talking about this. What do you mean?" <laughs> And he says, what do you think, stupid ditch day? Like, with hella attitude. (laughs) It's like, really, bro? We weren't talking about that. You just brought that up, changing the subject. And (laughs) Were you just waiting for an opportunity to call me stupid? (laughs) It was so mean. Maybe because... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because, like, Moon Pie is going through so much stuff at home that he's taking out his frustration on on the, whatever kid will stick around and justin doesn't have any friends so he thinks moon pie's his friend it's very sad yeah this is it's, it's a sad movie it's i mean and that's why this movie's important there's a lot of struggles in the upper middle class there white sure kid is. with two parents at home community okay so it it has to do with <laughs> ditch day that justin realizes that he can mind control his parents when when they're doing their hypnosis oh but it's also important to know that his little sister monica is also heavily susceptible to hypnosis that's going to come up later um uh-huh. and i just it have is. to say that i still think it's funny when uh the hypnotherapist that they first see tells them to repeat after her today i will quit smoking and then Monica, who's like an eight-year-old yeah. girl, goes, Today I will quit smoking. <laughs> I did laugh I at that. That's pretty damn funny. Um, before we leave the opening setup of this father-son dynamic, okay, I do need to point out that also Larry 
Douche Chill. What's his name? Driscoll. Driscoll. Wow. Larry Driscoll. Nicely done. Larry Driscoll, Ken's boss, who was being all crazy outside, but then yells at him for trying to leave and go watch the end of his son's baseball game that's on the other side of the parking lot. <laughs> um, he he says to him, hey, like we got to do this job. We have to finish it today. The things have to ship out tonight. And he's like, dude, I just have to go watch the end of my son's game. Not in those words, but basically he says that. Yeah. And he said, hold it there, Mr. Family Man Bill. I've come through for you before. That's a Larry. Yeah. And then Ken says, I haven't missed a day in two years. And then Larry immediately responds back with, hey, 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 I don't care about the past. I care Care about about now. And right now. I mean, right now. Right now. And then he notices that Ken is smoking, and for some reason that bothers him. I don't. Did it bother him? I thought he just stole his cigarette as like a power move. <laughs> I, don't I didn't know. think that he was upset by it. I thought he was like, "This is my cigarette, bitch!" Like, <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> I don't know. But either way, I was just shocked at the audacity of being like, "I've come through for you before," and then immediately the next line is. I don't care about the past. It's like, this guy's got some balls, dude. Shanley, you've recently had a troubling work life. Would you say that this dynamic spoke to you in any way? You know what? It did. And it actually, I feel like maybe we're skipping around. But um, this is all within the first three minutes. (laughs) Okay. Ken leaves this job. He quits. And watching how he quit made me jealous that I didn't do the same thing. Oh, yeah. So they were on like a company retreat paintball gun tournament thing. Yeah. And <laughs> of course. He while fighting with his boss where the boss is threatening to fire him. He says, "You can't fire me. I quit." And then Which is a stupid move. Always take being fired cuz then yeah, you get severance. For sure. Right. Yeah. But anyway. he says, "I quit." Walks away, then turns back around, shoots the guy in the head with the paintball gun. <laughs> And then the guy falls to the ground with the from the force of the bullet, and then he like dramatically blows on a the paintball, gun. Paintball, but yes. What? A paintball. It's not a bullet. Whatever. I mean, paint- a bullet would kill him, probably. Unless know. this is a superhero movie, and we just oh, didn't get to it. Origin yet. story. Because he does say he'll be back. So I that would know. Be cool. I yeah. like. Her. <laughs> So I just appreciated that drama, and I wish... You wish you would have shot your old superior in the head with a paintball Or some kind of dramatic walk away, turn around, do something, and then, like, blow on the gun and keep walking. I appreciated that. So one addition to that that I really appreciated, I know we're totally out of order already. You're out of order. This whole podcast (laughs) is out of order. Dink is out of order. But what happens in that scene when they're quitting... They get into a fight. We might get into it later or whatever, but they're arguing. And Larry says, you know what? If you can't leave and if you leave, you're fired. Then Ken says, you know what? You can't fire me. I quit. And he says, you can't quit. You're fired. And he says, you can't fire me. You can't fire me. I already quit. quit. And it was like the I'm, most childish back and forth. I'm that glad we go seen. we go three rounds on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And then walks like five steps away, then turns around and shoots him in the head with a paintball. <laughs> and so I was like, dude, that was absurdly ridiculous, and I loved it. We'll get there because we we Let's have to talk there. about the deep descent of Larry Driscoll and how he become <laughs> he goes from like 
overly, overly ambitious, ambitious but useless boss. <laughs> yeah, corporate snob to uh, public shooter. <laughs> to active yeah. public oh, yeah. shooter. Don't say too much. Let's build the suspense. <laughs> okay. So uh, Justin finds out that he can mind control his parents and Monica if he wanted to under hypnosis because while his mom and dad are doing their quit smoking hypnosis, he comes in and kind of opens his heart to his dad and just says, I wish you, like... He says, like, can't you just come to Ditch Day? Something like that. And it's, it, like, in it's a way It's somewhat that's... phrased in a way that it becomes, like, Like a mandative. suggestion. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he wakes up the next day with his dad going, wake up, Justin. It's Ditch Day. And he says, what? And then they go to Ditch Day together. But... It's not just his dad who's at Ditch Day, because his mom shows up ready to play baseball, too, and so does Monica. Oh, that's and, awesome, yeah. And then it's actually kind of a fun scene, because I guess their Ditch Day is a combination of a baseball game it's and like a, a carnival. carnival. Yeah. And then some carny in the background goes, we've got a winner here, and Justin's going, yes, this is great, all right, hooray. Oh, is that where they do that over-the-head yeah. shot? And it seems like... They were like, yeah, just react and we'll pick the best part. Yeah, and he's that's and like, then whoever just edited just put the whole shot in and like didn't cut it. Were you asleep for this, Shanley? No, I remember it. And just thrusting and <laughs> just spinning in a he's circle. Very erratic, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of weird moments where it's like hmm. tons of like and sound body effects. acting. There's a lot of body acting yeah. and the sound effects that did surprise me every time. Yeah. The first one, which I didn't make note of, but is um. It's actually, yeah, it's at their house. Yeah. There's a construction crew doing something. And one of them, like, trips or does something like, like a ridiculous cartoon. He accidentally sprays somebody with a hose, I think. Who knows? But there's also a a cartoony sound effect when Tyler's drinking his strawberry strawberry milkshake, milkshake, which he's allergic to. It goes like. I thought yeah, it was pretty like good. Slide, that was very good. It was like a slide whistle. Yeah. Strawberry. Yeah. And, and then he breaks into the bathroom while his little sister's taking a bath, which is really weird. Very upsetting. I mean, look, I think that growing up with like a whole bunch of siblings, there was a whole bunch of crazy shit like that. I don't was think she, that was it's... Monica the one who ordered the food. Justin's the one who got it, but did Monica order it? Who knows? I don't. It's weird. It doesn't matter. None of this movie makes sense. But for some reason, he assigns the blame to her. And they never deal with it. They act (laughs) like they're going to deal with that. And then they just kind of move on. Well, it's Tyler and Justin have to go downstairs to talk to their dad about it. And they tell her to stay in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's Um, her room. That's where she sleeps in the water. But I feel like you could look at that as like, okay, this is a bad kid. And it's inappropriate that a teenage boy climbed through the window into a preteen girls bath time yeah like, you could say that you, you could, could say that but i, I also I feel like, would but i <laughs> also you feel could like stop talking because you've made a good point i also feel like siblings like he doesn't know that she's taking a bath necessarily he makes he knows eye that she's contact in the with her well he's crazy and he's in a blind rage he's obviously a nutcase but, but she says i don't you think trying th- to see me naked and my, his response is not no i didn't his response was was Okay, Monica, like there's something to see. That's just like, that's not a great response to Look, that. Look, no. first off, it's believable because teenagers are stupid. 
Second, it's not believable because he looks like he's 29 years old in this movie. <laughs> I don't think he does, actually. I think he looks like he's like 18. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I'd say mid-20s. So my point is, is that I think that he's being a creepy, bully, crazy older brother. But I think that ascribing like sexual implications onto it is kind of a stretch. I don't think it's sexual. I just well, it think seems it's, like that's what your point was with it's him just, being like... It's a... It's a an extreme boundary to cross, I think, for just being angry. I mean, it depends, you know? Like, in Europe, people go into each other's bath time all the time. Oh. In a blind rage? In any emotional state. To be fair, Europeans are always in a blind <laughs> rage. <laughs> I just think that people jump to throwing accusations out, and I take that pretty seriously. So I feel like being like, oh, he's a total creep for like going in there to yell at his sister. It's like... I don't think he was going in there to steal a look. I think he was going in to yell at his sister. He wasn't trying to steal a look. It's just not It's not the time to do it. When is the... There's not a time to well, yell at a 12-year-old. It doesn't matter when it is. He's irrationally blowing up oh wait, at oh, a 12-year-old oh, 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 for giving him a strawberry milkshake. So I'm not saying there's ever a right time to do that. <laughs> a part of me was a little bit confused. Initially, last night when I was watching it, I thought that he was trying to go to the bathroom because he was having an allergic reaction he's trying to get medicine but that's not it right because he says she gave me a strawberry shake she knows i'm allergic to strawberry right yep okay yeah i'm pretty sure he went in there just to scream at her because that seems to be his whole vibe Mm. and also like the whole time he was just like monica (laughs) it wasn't like i need to get in the bathroom he's not james marsden in this though He's Jimmy Marsden. He's that credited right. as Jimmy Marsden, which is very good. That's you, Big Jim. Jimmy Marsden over here. Nope. Yeah? Nope. Yep. Okay. So then now Justin cooks up this scheme, and he's like actually fully ready to start making commands to his parents. And the first thing that he asks for are brand new Air Jordans with green... Green ties and socks is how he says it. So he gets these like electric green shoelaces. But Monica, she's got a conscience. She stops it and she goes, this is wrong. And he he coaxes her to coaxes, coaxes her to get involved. And she says, or he says, and Monica wants a cat. Then it goes on this kind of trajectory where it begins with Justin and Monica asking their parents for one thing. And then Justin starts getting way out of hand and stealing his dad's money. And it starts having like financial problems on the family. There's like parts where his, his mom is like, Oh yeah. Like pulling her like hair out. Payments got... are like, like credit card companies calling <laughs> yeah. and it's like, yeah, your check didn't clear and stuff like that. There's that weird guy that shows up at the house at one point and has her sign a paper and he's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And, and like, it's unclear what that guy does at all. Or what's happening? I think he's the government. He's here for Munchie. But he did not look and governmental. He, he didn't do anything, too. He, she signed for something, and then he left. I don't know. But it gets really out of hand, and Justin is a jerk. How do we feel about Justin? I mean, so just right off the bat, there is not a likable person in this film. Uh, don't even try to argue. There's not. No one in this movie is a good guy. Is good. She's not likable at all. She's There's very no sweet. no she's not. She's, she's trash. So supportive of her she's husband. making her kid eat months and months old chicken 
from That's the freezer. Just being a mom. <laughs> and she also the kid is concerned that it's unhealthy to eat. And the mom's response oh, to I the kid it. trying to force you can say it if you know it. I have it written down, you but you can kid jump right should on appreciate it. good white meat. No, Something she doesn't like say you kids. She says you should appreciate nice white meat. Yeah, that's a, that's a message all so, of us wow. have been raised with. I would like to point out that while I don't think that the older brother was being a perv, I do think that the production staff are pervs because I think this was a weirdly horny movie for a movie with like no romanticness at all in the whole movie. Was Even that, the that... parents who are the only couple in the film, like they don't have any like sexual chemistry and no one else in the film does, but there's still a whole bunch of stuff that happens. That's like strangely sexual. Like when Justin accuses Tyler of masturbating in the bedroom. Yeah. He says, uh, go away. I'm busy. And he says, Oh, you're busy with your you itty, your itty bitty, bitty friend. friend. And it's like, that's super weird. I didn't understand that as a kid. But yeah, I understood it for the first time. Watching He's it. telling his older brother that he has a tiny penis. That's interesting. I mean, they share a room, so he would know. I mean, would he? Is that how that works? Oh, yeah. I've never shared a room with anyone except Shanley. So, but she does know. Damn. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Moon Pie says, this is going way back. But when he says... The thing at the game, then they're waiting for his dad to get out, and he says, what do you think, stupid ditch day? Then when the dad finally comes up, Moon Pie says, don't be a pussy. He says that? Really? Yeah, he says, don't be a pussy, dude. <laughs> I was wow. like, dude, like, you're, you've this not said one like, nice thing to your friend the whole movie. This movie is overly advertised as like a family-friendly movie. I, I'm surprised it has that in there. Yeah, I mean, well, he says that, and then they go to the, you need to appreciate some nice white meat. <laughs> and then they go to you and your itty bitty friend. Then they go to teenage boy breaking into a little girl's bath time. Yeah. So there's weird. a lot of like a buildup of <laughs> awkwardly sexual and like aggressive. Did you find the, the hazing that Tyler experiences at uh military camp somewhat homoerotic? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was, was kind of rapey. It felt very rapey. Shanley called out during the movie. I think that she the, called out rape. She said that the, the, I don't know, the guy who's in charge at the boot camp thing. The, the sergeant, yeah. I mean, maybe. Uh, but didn't you say, like, oh, he's, like, totally going to diddle this kid or something? I mean, what did he, oh, diddle. shoot. <laughs> Is that what you said, Shanley? She, I, it's no good diddling kids. That's Shanley's motto. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> She was asleep. I kept I being shocked that she was awake. She'd be she'd be snoring, and then all of a sudden she'd be like, "Wow!" And I'd be like, "What? You're seeing this?" He said something about like good boys don't don't smoke or something like that, right? Mm. It was like basically good follow- boys don't read Mein Kampf. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a Mein Kampf. In this. We're supposed to be talking about Justin. Okay, so Justin. Uh, he's, he's a bad dude. Hella unlikable. He's he's a he seems like he's not very good at baseball. Uh, wow! No, that's mean. He, he made the final catch of the he game. Needs to he needs to choke caught, up like, on the bat. It was you a need line to step drive out and to go third, right out there, and he doesn't do that. Well, his dad's a jerk. His dad is mad because he doesn't play anymore. 
he so has projecting he was a 37 year old college student yes back when the world was, <laughs> was in, in black and white and um, they had a stock footage of crowds yeah um <laughs> okay okay uh justin and i don't like his fashion sense i loved his style dude not his style in the beginning of the movie, but when well, he, starts he starts spending his money. dad's money, bro, <laughs> he's wearing like matching like windbreaker sets. Yeah, the like red and green and it's blue big rectangles like, as was yeah that like super nineties yeah. like it's like the he had the jacket and the pants and the shoes that all matched. I was like, bro, styling, stunting. I, like this guy looked hella dope. Those green laces on those Jordans was really ugly. Yeah, that was the great. way he tied them around his uh the back his of his high tops. ankle. Yeah. yeah. It's really ugly. I actually thought he looked cool though when he was in disguise at the ATM with the Fisher hat and the glasses. Yes, that, then he did. He looked cool. He looked cool a lot. Nowhere near as cool as his creepy brother. Okay. But his brother style, which we'll get to again later, but I loved it. Yeah. Shelly, so, did you have feelings on Jess? Uh, He's the main character. Did he that wasn't feel very right? likable for being the main character, but uh-huh. I mean, whatever. This movie did a terrible job of making me care about anything. Really? Like, I didn't like or care about anyone. There's not a single person in this movie that I was rooting for. There isn't anything that I wanted. I don't really know what any of the characters wanted, but I didn't care about it at all. Like, none of it mattered to me. You didn't care that the mom got into a car accident and could maybe die? Hell no. (laughs) I didn't believe that her car accident was that severe. It wasn't. I've had worse car accidents than that in your car. In my cars, yeah. (laughs) In your car, singular. Let's not get wild here. Time will tell. (laughs) Okay, so that that's tight. What about Monica? I like Monica. I think she's good, but because she grew like Alice and Matt grew up to be a manipulative cultist, you just can't let that go. No, America. You like, oh, I know some people have a hard time moving on from things. <laughs> that's how you brought this character and person. Well, into but the, I couldn't into help overlook it because in the movie she keeps lying and manipulating people, and in this movie she's literally brainwashing her parents. It couldn't couldn't help but make okay. a connection between they that. They chose and- <laughs> this life. Yeah, that's what she told everybody. When you start messing with the devil, that's what happens. <laughs> I I'm just wondering if this if the actor was <laughs> traumatized was from this role, this. <laughs> yeah, and just that's what informed the rest of her life. Or well, this was the introduction your, to the occult. Let me set your mind at ease, Shanley. Nobody who was in this movie remembers it. <laughs> they have no idea what this movie is, so I don't think it was that. But I I do think that she's funny, and I like that she. Has a conscience through the entire thing, and she's like, "Yeah, we shouldn't do this." Such a dork. But then she immediately goes, "Okay, but if we're gonna do this, but she only does it once. She does it for the cat, and then she's willing to give the cat away mm-hmm. because she's like, oh, I shouldn't have this cat.' That what good is a conscience if it allows you to do all this stuff to get a cat? <laughs> to she does all kinds of things. No, she does. That's the only one she does. She the, does more things. What else? Other stuff. I'm Team Monica. Okay. And you, Matt is always on the side of the girl recruiting people into the cult. <laughs> Don't tell people Let's that. Let's put that on record. True. Keep it in the podcast. Matt is all about cult building. That's his thing. No. I'm kind of Team Tyler. Hell yeah. I know he's the like annoying douchebag older brother, but like 
I don't think he was as bad as honestly, dude. Justin he wasn't. He was. Okay, he let's was, talk he, about Tyler then. Old Jimmy. This Marsden. is what we've been needing this whole time. This because this is the best character in the family for sure. He's not a bad kid. He's just honestly, he's like everyone who went to art school with me. He's very theatrical. He's got an amazing vocabulary. Makes he's, sense for art school. He's always just, like, very flamboyant and, like, dramatic with all of his speech. Even, like, his, like, weird interactions with his siblings. Like, he's like a kid with an overactive imagination who, like, didn't grow out of that when other people would. But, like, when he's left home alone with his siblings, he knows that they're up to something and he's trying to figure out what it is and they won't tell him. And he, like, binds them to chairs and is, like, being all, like... It he felt he like he was a party hat and a party blower. Yeah, he's like it felt super over the top and crazy, but in a way where he's having fun with it. He's like being like a character, you know. Matt, I don't think that that's just him as a person. You have older brothers. Did you see any like correlation between be Tyler on- and your older brothers? I'll be honest. I think I've been tied to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have been. I don't recall entirely, but I think I have been. I think there is... is Am I making this up, or is there like a a subplot where it was like Tyler turned out this way because when he was little, he had health problems? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when when him and his younger brother, Jess, are fighting in the beginning, he threw, when we first meet him, he's like pretending to cry on the ground after Jess like pushes him. He's I think like he throws his dramatic. baseball glove at him. And he's like, and he's like, shut up, Tyler. You don't have heart problems anymore. Yeah. And then, then the dad also <laughs> says, doesn't the dad also say something a little bit later than like, yeah, he says that Tyler. he had to miss work for like a month because Tyler had a heart problem and he had to go to the hospital. And when he came back to work, Larry had stolen his work right. and had taken okay. credit for it and presented it as his own. That's Larry, isn't it, Shanley? Typical Larry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like this kid. I think that he is super stylish. I love all the like all the baggy jeans with fitted shirts and then like a flannel tied around the waist. It looks super classic. I like it. It's very cool. He has some Sean Hunter hair. He does have some mm. Sean Hunter hair. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool it's dude. Foppish. I dig it. I like jimmy marsden's performance in this he's Mm -hmm. he's having so much fun i as a kid used to really love the this is tyler's house whatever tyler wants tyler gets (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of or or when he's uh when he steals justin's um how are you doing wish list i'm exhausted constantly (laughs) that's awesome i just wanted to ask you for once thank you it's strictly mad day thanks that's important um and I also like when Tyler steals Justin's wish list and he goes, oh, go camping in Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so he's having a lot of fun in this role. And I think he was great in it. It's no wonder that he ended up having a, a successful film career. Yeah, he Jimmy definitely Mars. was going for it more than anyone else. I think the guy nope. who plays Larry is You're really right. going for Larry it. Larry really oh, went yeah. for it. But they're they're my two favorite characters. Yes, they are. They're the best. (laughs) Shanley, tell us about Tyler. Uh, I I don't know. I I feel like he was over the top and ridiculous, but he was just a typical 
annoying older brother just making his little siblings' lives annoying. Did anything know. about him like reach out to the 90s girl in you as like a nostalgia crush? I think, you know what? Since you pointed out the um, Sean Hunter hair, it's like, yep, that, I feel like that haircut is like very nostalgic for me. I like when, uh, what his hair looks like when he's like uh, doing like the security like work at the, at the military He's wearing a military police helmet. How are you as a new kid and the screw up and you're wearing an MP helmet? Like, why is he in charge of security? But he's also playing some sweet air guitar on his billy club. Yeah, as soon as the <laughs> truck drives past. Yeah. And then that's when he gets, like, like that creepy attempted rape. And then they, like, throw it's worms on It's not explained on. at all. Nope. No, his, just his life is hell there. What does he say? It's worse than hell. It's worse than... It's worse than, than summer school. <laughs> <laughs> in that order, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's fun. Um, I really... He's kind of a bully to his younger siblings, but he's also left out and he's the oldest. And that kind of just happens. But like they're up to something. They're hypnotizing their parents and using <laughs> them to like get stuff that they shouldn't get. It's so funny to be saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah. This movie, the kids are hypnotizing their parents. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, so so he's doing that. And in an effort to, like, get his brother in trouble and to kind of, like, rectify the situation and restore some semblance of balance, he drops some cherry bombs into the porta potty that the construction workers that are either working on their house or the neighbor's house or something. Yeah, it's not explained. It's just Chekhov's porta potty. Uh, He drops a a cherry bomb in there, blows construction poo all over. Which is, of course, the most sinister of all poos. And then somehow pins it on his brother. Not the poo, the blame. uh, (laughs) Then the brother hypnotizes the parents to send him to boarding school? Military school. To military school. He goes and is like going through a really rough time. Mm -hmm. It's not cool there. And so the mom wants to take him out and then the sergeant says to her, you br- you turn eggs into omelets. We'll turn boys into men. And then hangs up. And then up. hangs up. And she's like, yeah, we're going to come get my son. My son doesn't belong there. We're going to come get him. And he just says, yeah, no. He says, A, stay in the kitchen, woman. <laughs> B, goodbye. Yeah. And then, like, Pretty they're brutal. reading his mail and, like, doing all this crazy stuff. They don't give any other context for what's going on at this camp. But, like, all of a sudden, he's a military police guarding the post at night and some dudes maybe from the school maybe that work there maybe that are other students no really indication of who they are but they put on like kkk hoods something like that and then creep up on him and like assault him yeah i think they call him fresh meat or something like in the it feels very sexual it does yeah did they start ripping his clothes off, or did he rip him off while he was running? What? Does his, does his clothes get ripped off? He, like, uh, rips off his jacket and then his shirt, but he's, like, uh, running away. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, a Joseph in with Potiphar's wife sort of thing. He flees the area naked. Uh, they, they put worms on his face, which I mm. found very egregious. 
I have a thing with creepy crawlies. We also just don't like being touched. I don't like being touched. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, you're weird for that. But this Your husband guy... rested his head on my arm today during dinner. Uh, Endless love was playing. What was I supposed to do? Stay on your side. I <laughs> left the seat next to your wife empty, and you come and you sit next to me. I don't get what what the deal was with that. Who sits next to their wife? I sit across from my wife so I can stare into her eyes. But while he was staring into your eyes, he was finagling with me. Well, she's cool with that. We have an agreement. <laughs> I'm second guessing my desire, my choice moving in with you guys. <laughs> she, we agreed. She's a half Filipino, so I get to find any other half I want, and it's cool. <laughs> oh man. Okay. May, right? may, do should we talk at all about uh, Mister and Mrs. Cochran? I think we should got probably talk about Ken a little bit, right? Yeah, sure. He's a very self-consumed has-been kind of guy. He's like, oh, I really could have made it. Like, yeah, bro, he just you were smoked in... cigarettes all day because he's upset that he didn't. This was college. He w- he wasn't even playing in any form of league. Yeah, like in. But it was the college world series. <laughs> they say that very clearly. And apparently, people are still talking about him. Oh uh, yeah, like because when Justin plays, the announcers apparently said that Justin was a chip off the old block. Yeah, I'm like okay. So- well, also the reason that Moon Pie is giving Justin such a hard time is because he wants to make sure that Ken shows up for Ditch Day because that's their only hope of winning the game. Well, then Moon Pie's what? a loser too, because like mm. the dad's really good at baseball so he needs the dad to be there i guess the ditch day game is where the dads and the kids play on a team together i guess maybe they play against like a different grade team or a different school or something they they play against that yellow team that's the only other team (laughs) yeah uh and and, um well what else is there to say about him he's a workaholic apparently well i mean first of all he's a total pushover like this guy sucks yeah I'm sorry, I don't want to get all toxic masculinity or whatever out here, but I'm about to, I guess. But he's just a total little bitch. Like, it's messed up that not only does this guy take a month off because his son is in the hospital, like, what a loser, but also, (laughs) while he's taking a month off for that, I'm joking about that, but while he's taking a month off for that, this his boss steals his idea and he doesn't deal with it for years. Like, this is years and years later. Yeah, he still works directly for the same guy. Right. And not only does he still work for that guy, never mentioned it to anyone. But also, when he goes to watch the last, it's like the last out, I guess, yeah. of the game. The same dude that stole his idea is like, hey, you need to get back to work. And, and give like, me your cigarette. Yells at him, <laughs> takes his cigarette. And he doesn't just say, like, you like a no and he's constantly getting put into situations like that throughout this movie and he just sits there and just takes it it's very upsetting yeah. I, I feel like maybe worse than anything that he ever does in the movie is the example he sets for his son by the amount of times that in front of his kid he just gets shit on and he just deals with it yeah it's pretty brutal it is, and he doesn't end up standing up to his boss until he accidentally speaks the same words that Justin did when when he was hypno controlling him. Was that a ditch day? 
it wasn't at ditch day no it was uh i think it was in the office or maybe it was at the paintball tournament <laughs> it's so weird that there's a paintball it doesn't make sense movie. what that is <laughs> uh yeah but, but his story arc is somewhat like he benefits from his son having taken advantage of him he grows as a character because his son spent all this money yeah kind of okay well i don't think we have to talk, talk a whole lot about ken let's get to the moment we've all been waiting for let's talk about larry and cantaloupe yes <laughs> so yes. cantaloupe is the name of the company that it's they some kind for. of technology company it is uh it's like a computer aiding program for for business owners who don't use computers and so it's supposed to make computers where use. did you get that from uh, when he tells, uh, he's talking to J.J. Conti about Super G. Yeah, so Super G is Super Grapevine. Yeah, so the because, Grapevine is their program that they uh, make, and Super G is the latest. Yeah, Ken has made Grapevines 1 through 7 right. at this point. And now they're making Super Grapevine, yeah. which I guess people don't need, but... Larry is demanding that they get this. It was it was an idea. It was an idea that Ken had shared somewhat flippantly, and now Larry's gone running with it. And so Larry is Larry's your favorite character in the movie. Definitely one of my favorite characters in the movie. Shanley is he up there for you? I think he's just too cringe for me. (laughs) Like no, I guess he is amusing to watch. Like really, he is entertaining. But, like, I just don't... I don't want to root for him. I'm like, screw this guy. You know? He's played yeah. by Lyman Ward. And look at look at him in this picture, Shanley. <laughs> wow. I dig it. He's you got like that? greasy, slicked-back hair in the movie. But in this in his IMDb page, he's got kind of feathery, curly, angel luscious. hair. <laughs> yeah, luscious hair. He looks like... Like, not what, like, frat guys were when we were growing up. But what, like, the previous generation like frat guys were? Frat like, what, guys. what, like, boomer frat guys were? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you look like you play polo or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you look like you've, you own several horses. So he, <laughs> he has this thing where Cantaloupe, the company that he's, he runs, I guess, uh, he has this thing where he has sharks everywhere. Like the but not, not not cool sharks. Well, even, these are even like the, toy the, sharks. <laughs> even the sign in the parking lot betwixt the baseball diamond and the office building. Yeah, that's building. like taking up three parking spaces because it's just like a Home Depot plywood sign. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a shark like eating the world, and it's facing the building. Like who who's that for? I think I think he just put it up. That part that you were talking about when he's doing the directing hands. I think he's looking oh. at the sign, uh, and and so throughout the office, he's that got, makes so much sense. Yeah, throughout the office, he's got these plastic, like toy bin sharks hanging on fishing line. So I don't know why this is a thing in my life, but I feel like I've been to a lot of people's houses where those were just like up, like Wait, where like what? you haven't been to the places where there's just like a shark hanging. <laughs> I, I realize that sentence sounds crazy, but like I've, been I've to definitely house been that had a giant toucan. Ah, yeah, a we toucan, have... a toucan, Hadouken. Okay, um, I think maybe Tony had a shark hanging in his garage at one point. I think it's like that might be it. 
I spent a lot of time in a lot of people's garages. Okay. And I think a lot of people hang like something from the like you know the string that goes to the garage. Oh yeah, like the machine. like the chain light. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Oh okay okay from the from the motor. Yeah. It's usually a red string. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people put like a thing at the end of that. I don't know why. And in, and in your case it's usually a shark i think i've seen several sharks hanging and i think sometimes it's not in the garage i think sometimes it's just for fun okay but i've seen it for sure that's great maybe i just know a lot of people who are fans of this movie (laughs) (laughs) i just didn't know it it never came up yeah it's like cantaloupe (laughs) yeah like we're just big fans of big larry (laughs) cantaloupe (laughs) okay super g oh my god cantaloupe is a play on Apple. I'm just getting that now. That's hilarious. That has been driving me nuts. I That's didn't even so realize funny. what that was about. Was Canceled. What a weird company name. Was uh, Apple doing anything in 1994? Sure. I mean, I know they yeah. had the computers yeah. out yeah. in the 80s, but like... That's hilarious. Was that still like a... Like, I feel like Apple wasn't what it is it like post-iPod, where it, like it became like a... It wasn't what it is now. Yeah, but, but it, it was active, yeah. I mean, was it active enough that like they'd be like everyone's gonna get what we're doing here well in um he invests in macintosh and forrest gump which is also 1994 yeah but macintosh and apple are two different things what i'm wondering is was the name apple recognizable enough in 1994 that everyone would just get the joke cantaloupe right away as like i apple that's funny maybe not quite that much to where people would have gotten it as a joke immediately, but mm. they'd muddle eventually get it like us. Because in yeah, Forrest Gump, it's not on everyone's first viewing, but on their third viewing, they'll probably sure. put it together. But it's it's the similar joke on Forrest Gump where he says that he invests in this fruit company. Yeah, but Forrest Gump came out like several years after this, right? I don't think so. I think it's ninety four. Really? I think so. Let's look it up. Yeah, this is important. Listeners need to know. Ian, we got you. What? Nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Wow. So, um, his dad a was a workaholic. So we can't we can't talk about uh, Larry without this conversation about Cantaloupe. So the office in Cantaloupe is just a soundstage with curtains up. There's no yeah, walls. It's in ridiculous. There. I don't even think there's cubicles. Really. No, there's like partial cubicles. <laughs> it's really bad. It's terrible. And yeah, there's sharks hanging all over the place, and that's Larry's thing. So now we can talk a little bit about Larry. And then there's Larry's office. Wait, sorry, going back. We've mentioned the sharks. We've mentioned the big sign. The whole idea behind that is gobbling up the competition and um, eat or be eaten. That's right. right? Okay. Yeah, that's his philosophy. Yeah. And that's also demonstrated by the only decor in his office being five guns mounted to the wall. (laughs) Uh, There's five guns just strapped to the wall. And that's just where people work. Like, oh, our boss is over there with five guns <laughs> attached to the wall. And we yeah. have to duck when we're walking around here because there are sharks hanging from the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> but see, that's the thing about his character that's so funny is he's so childish and he like whines throughout the movie. And I think it's really funny. He's very whiny and he comes up with a lot of insults, but they're ridiculous constantly. Really? Yeah, well, like, so in the first time we meet him, I said the the one that he says... Family Man Bill, or whatever? Yeah, he says, whoa, hey, whoa, Mr. Family Man Bill. <laughs> like, that's insane. 
<laughs> um, Mr. Family Man Bill. Like, that's an insane thing to say. As an insult. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, um, when the boss is coming in and he's like, oh, like the boss is coming in today. So you got to come back to work from ditch day and like makes him go back to the office. He starts off by moving the like thing that JJ Canty, uh-huh. Conti, whatever. Is like putting in Larry's office. Oh yeah, he's like putting into a trophy. Cup. Yeah, and he like is squatting and then moves it like in Alice in Wonderland <laughs> to like oh, accommodate a- where the, like the putt went. He's like, oh hey, what a great putt there! And this JJ guy is the CEO, right? Yeah, and I think Cantaloupe is why also because he's JJ Conti or Cant. Is oh, is okay. the CEO above the president? I believe so. I don't know nothing because, about Because uh, JJ's license plate says, I'm CEO. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so he says, um, good putt, JJ. Uh, and then JJ says, uh, in, I forget how he broaches it, but he's like, I really like paintball, you know? It just gets the heart rate going. He's like, bow, 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 bow. And he's like <laughs> super ridiculous. Because, so... It's him answering Larry because of Larry's obsession with sharks. He's like, that's childish. Imagine paintball. And then Larry goes, I like it. Wait, no, no, no. Before he says that, he says, I I imagine you'd love it, an old leather neck like you. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, isn't that a Marine? Like, is Larry a Marine? I don't think leather neck is a Marine. Jarhead is a Marine. I think leather neck is just like a rough neck, like somebody... Like no, outdoorsy. dude, a leatherneck is a U.S. Marine. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And I just looked it up, and the only words after leatherneck is a U.S. Marine. Okay, so then Larry used to be a Marine, I guess? Yeah, so I think Larry's a Marine, which is partially why he has guns on the wall. Maybe. But um, but then he says one of my favorite lines, Jimmy. Well, says, that's what I was... <laughs> yeah, go, go I like it, it, J.J. I like it, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so creepy. He says, <laughs> he's like, I think it's like him bullshitting to like match his boss's energy, but I can't tell because he is kissing a up. psychopath. He is. Um, so like, I can't tell if he's actually excited and like all like he's got violent tendencies okay. and he likes the idea of shooting his employees with paintballs <laughs> or like what's going on. But yeah, he says that I like it, JJ. He's got this crazy face and he like slowly stands up all like <laughs> weird and veil- vaguely sexually. And he says, rally the troops. Yeah. <laughs> and then he rips the pin out of a grenade that he has in his office. That is an then, apparently an active grenade. Yeah. Like, he and looks, then looks he's like, really oh, weird. and then they just cut to a different scene. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude. Like that just happened. So he ends up really unwinding. So he, he forces his his employees to go through rigorous military training well they should be developing their software that he's already pushed the yeah, deadline they're for. wearing camo pants and like <laughs> doing drills in the same thing place that was their office and now they're doing bear crawls <laughs> under barbed wire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and shooting uh doing target practice for a paintball tournament yeah um and uh so eventually in the movie they have this actual paintball tournament against another corporation i guess 
they don't ever show anyone on the other team except, except for, for the, the girl. Woman. Yeah. 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 So and then it's Justin infiltrates it. Because... She's not a girl, but she's not yet a woman. <laughs> Why does Justin infiltrate the paintball tournament? He... I think he's just there to get his dad to go somewhere. Uh, I think in order to play soccer, he needed his dad to like sign a permission slip or something, and. The oh they... yeah, they needed him to. The guy was like, "You got to get your dad to fill the to s- fill this out and get it to me by six o'clock." And he's he's like, "Or else your team can't play." Oh yeah, and then my and, dad's at a paintball yeah. And he's tournament. like, "Well, then you get till tomorrow morning." But that's it. Okay, so, so he has to go track his dad down before that's up. And then so when Larry sees that Justin's there, wait. I like how he starts insulting his son. He calls wait, him like wait, a wait, stupid wait, wait, kid. Stop yourself. <laughs> so before we get to that. They're trying to play paintball, and it's the only four people that work in this company. It's Ken and Larry and JJ. And Vanit. What is it? Vanit. Vanit? Yeah. So it's those four, and they're, like, coming up with a plan, but they this doesn't make any sense, so they just don't actually have them saying anything. But they then separate, and then... Ken and Vanit orchestrate like with like Navy sign language. Yeah, they like to flank. like flank them and like ambush these two guys. But it's their bosses, the and, only and, two people who are there, and they're in the same place they were at when they like separated. Yes, yeah. so they're two feet away. They just walked a semicircle around <laughs> their two bosses, and they mistake them for players on the other team yeah but so then ken catches himself doesn't shoot his boss but they look at each other and like ah damn it they realize it but then venit jumps out of the tree and says die sucker yeah and shoots the ceo and (laughs) then larry loses it and you idiot you killed conti yeah he says (laughs) you idiot you killed conti why don't you just shut up and do us all a favor and kill yourself now (laughs) <laughs> and, and then drag shit. your sorry butt out of here. And then he's like, well, you really think like I need to um, take myself out of the game? And he's like, just shut up and do it and get on with it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like so and, aggressive and, and weird. Staring down the barrel yeah, of like, his paintball gun. He took his mask off and he's going to shoot himself <laughs> point blank in the face. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> and then he's saved by Justin showing up. Because that distracts says, them from worrying about Vanit shooting himself. Oh. What does he say, Shirley? Cochrane, get your stupid kid out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's um, so good. And then, like, they're, like, stumbling for a second, probably because they're shocked that a person would say that to a father and son. And, and because co- they don't... Re- or... What is... Um, subordinate. Yeah. Yeah. But so then, because no one's reacting to him saying that, he grabs Justin. Larry grabs By the Justin shoulder, yeah, and really says, hard. "What are you, deaf and dumb? Get out of here!" <laughs> Poor, okay, so I don't like Justin, but he's really getting ribbed from everywhere. I mean, he deserves it from his older brother, from his best friend, and from this strange old man. Everybody hates him. Well, we don't see much of Justin besides, you know, this movie. But he doesn't have friends, and Party wants to think that there's a reason there's a re- why. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, he's the worst. That's what causes Ken to decide that he's going to quit the company and shoot. So this was the moment that you didn't get to have with your work. 
Yep, I didn't get to have my dramatic, I quit, bam, walk away. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you you actually didn't shoot anyone with a paintball? No. Or... And because of, you know, working from home, I didn't get to walk away and get my whole, like, mm. strut of victory. But you were strutting around the apartment that day. I was, but the people in the office didn't get to see it. I feel like the, the effect is lost. We should have recorded it. Yeah, <laughs> sent it to Yes. <laughs> Okay, so so Ken does get his moment, and he shoots Larry in the face, and this leads to Larry getting in some hot water with JJ, because now all of a sudden the software isn't working properly, right? or they're facing some kind of complications. And so Ken and his two younger children show up at his office to like collect to his stuff his from his desk or yeah. whatever. And JJ runs out and is like, dude, this guy's an idiot. You got to help us. The stuff's not working or whatever. And does he fix it? I know that we see him proving that he came up with it. Yeah, because he's Im- embedded in the software, like his kids' names. I think only his two kids' names. <laughs> like, not yeah. Tyler's, just Justin. No, I think it's only Justin. Is it because just- the thing that they show is, like, this terrible... Like kid picks animation of the American of like flag. an American flag waving, and Justin goes, "Oh, the Fourth of July, my birthday," <laughs> and the dad's like, "Yeah, I put that in all of my software because mm, like, he cared about him after all." But we already oh, knew he cared about him from the beginning. Like, of the are movie. you kidding me? In all of this v- software that's maybe important that you make, you waste space. Back when this was, like, probably hard to do in the 90s, you waste space putting in this crappy animation of an American flag waving for your son's birthday. Like, yeah, I feel like he should be fired for that alone. (laughs) This isn't a video (laughs) game and you're putting in, like, an Easter egg. He already quit. That's messed up. I'd be pissed (laughs) if I was the owner of this company. Like, you idiot. Are you kidding me? Like, well, the CEO was actually very impressed. <laughs> he was like, like, this is amazing. It looks just like the real American And flag. Larry's like, what? That doesn't prove anything. Well, let me see the other one, too. He made one for he the He made dark. one for well, Monica. So, like a cat. Oh, I thought that was the software. Nope. Because I know they showed that, but that was in... Um, so he says, Larry says... He didn't says, make one for Tyler. Maybe if or they needed to go to a one. third one, we would have seen it. I'm just imagining it was... Tyler's name and then a broken heart animation. <laughs> a sick heart with a thermometer yes. in its mouth. Oh man, I forgot that when uh, bring it when, up during popcorn. Well, this is part of this. So oh, when okay. Larry, Isn't the whole thing popcorn. <laughs> kind of. When Ken walks into the office and is trying to figure out why Larry's getting yelled at, Vanit says, um, "Oh yeah, like things have been going crazy in here." Even my Kung Pao chicken has lost its zip. Do you want some, Monica? And it's like trying to give Monica the chicken. Yeah. And she's like, do you have a fork? With like attitude. So she is a bad person. Okay. Because that's mean. He just offered her, her his unzippy Kung Pao chicken. Yeah. And okay. She's I'll give you that. But anyway, so Larry is like saying that he made the software. Justin says... No, my dad made it. He's a liar or whatever. And he says, that's a lie. 
you're going to believe some lying kid? (laughs) I think that's one of the best lines in the movie by far. I wrote that down both times I watched the movie. Okay, let's go back to the Kung Pao chicken. Because Vanit doesn't have a fork, but he will teach Monica how to use chopsticks. And in so doing, she has to align her thumb and index finger, which earlier they said prepares your body for the hypnotic state. So, because Monica is susceptible to hypnosis, and she has been from the beginning of the movie, she starts wandering around the office like some zombified hip hypnotized. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, Larry is losing his mind, and he starts grabbing guns. And no, stuff. wait. So you're skipping so many things. Are you but, just trying to go to bed right now? No, it's just we're we supposed can't... to be talking about Larry. Yeah, let's talk about what. Well, happens you're to cutting him. to something else because there's important things that okay, happen before okay. he grabs any guns. All right. What? So first off, like I was saying, he's arguing that the kid's a liar, and that who are you going to believe, me or some kid? Then he's like, I can... Some lying kid. Some lying kid. Then Ken is like, I can prove that it's mine. Shows the shitty kid picks animation. And then Larry is like, this doesn't prove anything. That's just something he rigged in his version. So he's claiming, like, he's still doubling down on trying to steal this guy's work. When everything's falling apart and it doesn't make any sense that it would still be his creation. And so then they go in, they find the Monica one in his office on his computer. And JJ's like, dude, this is really impressive. Like, you're so cool. La-di-da-di-da. And Larry's yelling. And JJ is like, oh, stuff it, Larry. And he tells him to stuff it. He tells him to stuff it. That's and that's good. when Larry starts having his meltdown <laughs> and, like, backing away from them towards the window. <laughs> and he starts crying and saying, like, you can't treat me like that. I built this company from nothing. nothing. And he's, like, getting all irate. And so that is where the guns come in. Very good. So he decides he's going to become an active shooter and destroy the office and endanger everybody. Yes. Then what, Jim? Sorry. One other detail we missed, which is very important, and another horny thing in this movie, is while Larry's getting screamed at in his office by everyone, and it's already been proven that he's a liar now, JJ's like, you're fired, basically, and whatever, Vanit and Monica are talking about Kung Pao Chicken, she's hypnotized, she's sitting with him in his office, and he looks over, Vanit looks over at Larry, then looks back at her, and he says, um... Someone should give that Larry Driscoll a good thrust in the hindquarters. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that is going to come into play shortly. Because oh, she's right. hypnotized. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. oh! I never saw that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I mean, I liked it because I. that's very sexual sounding to me. It I sounded think, like a... Um, Tobias Funke. Yeah. <laughs> Tobias line, yeah. So, among other things, uh, Larry is shooting up the office, and then they, they get outside of the building, and Larry pulls the pin on the grenade that I guess he re-secured from earlier. And he's about to, he's about to, I guess, throw a grenade <laughs> at the CEO. Uh, and no, no, employee. he's not going to throw it at that because the cops showed up because he's shooting up. 
He shoots up the CEO's car he with paintballs. He had a gun blast. up in his waist. He goes outside with a paintball gun place. and an AR-15. <laughs> and first, he shoots up his boss's car with the paintball gun. Okay. Then, when he runs out of paintballs, he starts using the real gun and shooting at the office from the parking lot. Then the cops show up. What a weird turn for this movie I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> I do love that he did say... If I can't have the corner office, then no one can. You're just like, whoa. <laughs> really? When did he say that? Because I have a quote that also references that, and I'm wondering if they're different ones. When, outside, when they're outside in the parking lot after, like, okay, mid yes. shootout. So, so, <laughs> yeah. So he goes outside, he's shooting it up. Then, <laughs> while he's outside shooting, two funny things happen inside. Okay. Vanit says to no one, I knew one day Driscoll would relinquish his bearings. What a human tragedy. <laughs> Not a tragedy because someone's getting shot or whatever. He's just like, oh, that's so sad that he finally lost it. <laughs> like, very weird. Everyone's kind of like, when they cut from the parking lot into the office to things blowing up and whatever, it's all playing for comedy. Like right. they're all there's still like boing like woo like <laughs> silly noises and people are making like faces and it's like very weird humor for for an incredibly violent horrifying yeah. situation. And then JJ says that's it Driscoll no more perks. And I don't know what that means. But the CEO <laughs> mid shootout is like, you know what? We're going to have to take the company car. Or something. Like, I don't know what he's referencing, but he's like, there's going to be some mild repercussions for this, I think. Um, but then, so the cops show up. He's shooting everything up. He runs out of ammo. He actually reloads in the parking lot. So he's on, like, approaching 60 rounds. Okay. Uh, and he runs out of ammo. That's when he grabs the grenade. And he tells the cops, drop your weapons or these kids are going to eat the grenade. <laughs> <laughs> it's these kids that were throwing rocks at his cantaloupe sign in the parking lot. So he's like, he's like, all right, at this point, I'm ready to just Kill end this. Kids. I'm going to blow these kids up if you guys don't put your guns down. Very not funny, but hilarious because how did this movie end up here? And then that's when Ken comes outside and he says, you, you destroyed my life and starts freaking out towards Ken. <laughs> it's more of a. You've destroyed my life. <laughs> it's so good, it's dude. Amazing. He is ridiculous. He's, oh, man. And is that when Monica walks up on him? No, that didn't happen yet because Shanley's line comes up right here. So they, they're having a discussion about Ken trying to talk Larry off the ledge, basically. And Larry says... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little bootlicking salesman is going to give the bad grenade to the little boy genius from back in the lab. First off, what? why are you calling yourself a bootlicking salesman? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're sassing somebody right now and you're going to disparage yourself already. And then he says, Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Stab You in the Back. <laughs> I was going to get the big chair. The little clown was going to get the corner office. And I thought when he first said it that he was calling Ken the little clown. But he yeah. wants the corner office. He's calling himself the little clown. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Why are you? He's I like, think he's, he's citing things that people have called him in the past. Who called him a little clown? I don't know. In the same sort of 
attention they've given to Tyler's backstory. I think that's what he's saying there. Once upon a time, people called him the bootlicking salesman. Mm. Somebody once called him a little clown. But well, now. So that's when Monica creeps up on so him. So Monica is still wandering around like a <laughs> zombified hypnotist. And uh, she. Mm-hmm. And she walks up and headbutts Larry in his butt, yeah. which makes him throw the grenade up in the air. And that's, I guess, because she is obeying Vanit's orders yep. yeah. to give him a, a thrust in the hindquarters. Yeah, that's the okay. thrust to his hindquarters. Okay. And so the grenade goes flying. But don't you guys worry, because Ken Cochran is in town, and he's the world's greatest... 37-year-old college baseball player. Yep. <laughs> it's like this gives him a chance and, to jump up and make the big catch. And in college, he somehow hurt his knee doing this exact same catch. <laughs> diving to the ground on his side where his knees don't hit the ground. I don't know how he did it. And it's his left knee and he lands on his right yeah, side. Yeah, <laughs> he does. That's amazing. But So this time, his knee is safe. He catches the grenade. And then, because he's still a useless piece of shit, he needs his son Justin to yell out to Dad, him. Throw, throw it. it. <laughs> like it's don't like, oh, just yeah. hold the grenade. <laughs> and so in a in poetic justice, Ken decides he's gonna throw the grenade at the cantaloupe sign, which is probably the worst place to throw the grenade. It's a solid surface. That grenade is gonna bounce yeah. off that side. And if he misses it because he sucks, <laughs> it's going straight into a children's baseball field. <laughs> there the could be kids side. there. It's probably t-ball practice right now. But fortunately, movie magic, it hits the cantaloupe sign, which explodes. And blows up on impact. <laughs> yeah. And it explodes. And then Ken gets to start making some demands. He wants to be able to go to his daughter's ballet recitals. He wants to it's coach not even Little demands. League. Like, JJ's like, oh, what? so what, like, not even skipping a beat. Just immediately after the grenade blows up. Larry gets dragged to the back of the cop car, and he's yelling pro- threats the whole time. That he's going to be back, so we, we might get a sequel. We might get we a will. leg sequel. Yeah, and so <laughs> thirty years later, and while he's still Larry being put into gone. the cop car, JJ walks over and is like, "All right, Ken, what's it going to take to get you to stay on board here?" It's like, <laughs> dude, like me and my kids just stopped a guy who murder. was shooting up the building. Like, I'm not ready to talk to you right this moment. <laughs> but apparently he was, because he yeah. knew what he wanted. And he also wanted to go camping in Yellowstone. And that's where the movie ends. They're camping in Yellowstone. And Mama Cochran suggests that Tyler is going to go back to military school again. And then everybody as a family together says, No! Say, just kidding. Just kidding. Not wasn't a thing yet. All right. And then the final line of the film is Tyler going, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then credits roll. It was so stupid. And that is the Strictly Matt choice. I do have to say, even still, the credits didn't end the film because... Like three minutes of the credits are just like <laughs> snapshots like, from the movie. Like three second clips from the movie freeze framing. <laughs> so it's like someone di- like mid dive trying to catch a baseball and then it freezes. And then the dad in a tutu and it freezes. And then Larry <laughs> getting shot in the head and it freezes. It's like all, it's like the whole movie again. It's like, you, you can, remember this? <laughs> you remember what this happened in so, the movie you just Spoiler watched? alert I'm never going to watch this film again. 
But if I ever get the hankering to, I'm just going to watch the credits. Because it'll... It, it, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I get it all now. Thank you. I remember. That's all I needed. It's a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some highlights to real. Some real highlights. To- That's for sure. <laughs> Wheel highlight. This movie sucked, and no one should watch it. <laughs> wow, let's, let's hear what you think about it. Shanley, I know you're fading. What, how are you feeling? I think we completely missed the mom's accident. We've... It's not important. Oh my god, it is important only for one reason that I can think of. You guys might have more input. Is it because of the bra discussion that they have? They have a bra what? discussion? Yeah. About Monica's bra? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I don't care about that. Oh, that's a different um, car ride anyway. Yeah, you're bringing up weird stuff. But it is also horny. They're showing yeah. Monica walk around with a black lace bra. And she wears she it puts over it over her, her shirt. Yeah. But it is, it's another example of them putting weird, unnecessary, mildly sexual things into this movie. Yeah. So, Shannon, you brought it up, so why don't you summarize what happens in the car accident? So, Justin snuck into his mom's car, put in one of the hypnosis tapes into the car deck. Right. And she starts driving. Earlier, when they were leaving the hypnosis place, the person was warning them, like, don't, don't listen to it while you're driving. Yeah. Out. Which of course gets ignored. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't. I don't really know if they heard her. No. But either they were way, already out of the building when she said yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't hear that. <clears throat> so, um, mom driving, listening to the hypnosis tape, and of course gets hypnotized, isn't aware of her surroundings, crashes into a fire hydrant, and ends up in the hospital. To which the doctor says. Wait, 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 wait. So I think the doctor was weirdly creepy sexual, but the dad is trying to smoke a cigarette. They're pacing around in the thing. He's just found out about his son's whole ruse here. Um, Tyler spilled the beans on the whole hypnosis situation. And like everyone's all upset and emotional and crazy. And then the doctor comes out and he goes, <laughs> he's, he looks super creepy. He's not wearing a shirt underneath his like yeah, he's lab coat or whatever. Chest. And he's like, your wife is in remarkable shape. That's his opening line. <laughs> Doctor's opening credits. It's not I mean, like she looks good. Yeah, <laughs> she's got it where it counts. So that's the first thing he says, and I'm like, dude, already way inappropriate. <laughs> but then he's like, yeah, like she doesn't seem to be injured at all. She must have been extremely relaxed when it happened. There's no signs of drugs or alcohol. And then he goes, uh, Hey, can I have a light? And he pulls out a cigarette and is asking the dad to give him a light. The dad says, I don't smoke. And he doesn't even miss a beat. He's just like, all right. And then he says, all right, you guys can go visit her. Uh, but just one at a time. She's still pretty groggy. And then he like looks down at Monica and gives like a like weird, creepy smirk. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? That. It's like, you're already perving on the mom. <laughs> like saying how she's in remarkable shape. And then you hit like at the... She's uh, still pretty groggy. And I was like, ew, like, what does that mean? Uh, but then the family proceeds to ignore that entirely because there's four other people. Yeah, everyone except Justin goes in at once. <laughs> and then Justin joins them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, first he looks dramatically through the window. Well, I mean, he's, he's a jerk. Yeah, he just wants he it to be about him. his mom. <laughs> He wants everyone to be like, where's Justin? Oh, He's guys... still blaming himself for this. I mean, accurately <laughs> so. This was literally his fault. Yeah. Entirely. Totally. So Shanley, did I miss did... anything, Shanley? Did you have anything? 
Nope, you got it. Should can we popcorn just a few things? Go ahead. This is the cheapest looking movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Like all the signs that are up are like temporary signs at best made out of plywood. Um for the shots when Justin and his dad are in his super rickety van if the shot is of justin from the passenger side there's just gaping holes where they unscrewed the side view mirror and then they screw that back on when when they're filming that van in a different shot which is which is fine you got to remove things to get sight lines but there's these gaping screw holes that are incredibly visible at least trim that out of frame you know move the camera a little bit uh and then like the hypnosis place the sign on the building is just a flapping banner held up with a bunch of twine. <laughs> the office yeah. building is made out of curtains. Uh-huh. It is the cheapest looking movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I was trying to find the budget for this film and I couldn't, but it feels like a student film. Oh, yes. 600 like, bucks. For sure. bucks Except type, no student tops. would make a terrible movie like this. They'd have it, they'd try a little harder, I think. But this is like company that's established that's like oh yeah we just churn out garbage that kids will watch it's that it's, intense it's madness but with like a student move student film budget yeah it it it's got wrestle madness quality to it it does yeah right any other popcorn stuff you guys um i really don't remember what was said but i remember during the first hypnosis the only hypnosis scene with the person who works there. Yeah. I remember her going like way over the top with it. Like I feel like there was a lot of like swaying and like arms bubbles. waving. Magical bubbles. Yeah. Stuff like that. She also doesn't understand anatomy because she says that they go down the esophagus into the lungs. The esophagus is attached to the digestive system. Hell yeah. The trachea goes to mm. the lungs. Mm. So, I mean, mm. she wasn't helping them very much for now, was she? Yeah. Uh, I like all the weird programs on television they watch in this movie. They, well, yeah, the we first didn't talk about that. Of Monica, she's watching some weirdly violent claymation T-Rex movie where a T-Rex is eating a woman. And she's like really enjoying it while she's like <laughs> eating an apple. That's really funny. And then there's this like weird like um, maybe samurai torture movie. That Tyler is watching when he's got his two siblings tied to the chair. Uh-huh. So that's pretty funny. Uh, and then there's the weird, like, dude with, like, a turban right. who's got, like, the crazy eyes going. That's right, yeah. Well, I don't even remember. That, that was, I that's think, the for the commercial for the, uh, for the hypnosis, yeah. But that's not the first hypnosis, because the first hypnosis commercial is, like, an awkward guy standing outside of the hypnosis building who's, like... Come on down. We're right next to the Dupa Noodle Doop Burger. Doop. Come on right down to Noodle Burger. Right next to Bruno's. So the first right. one is a guy who's still being awkward, but it has more of like a sci-fi vibe to it, okay. I guess. And then the second one is like a phony baloney Jamaican accent. <laughs> turban like, person. Yeah, turban white dude. And it's all crazy. Yeah. Oh, um, oh is hit- that when Tyler connects the dots and he's like, that's what they did. It must be. Yeah. Uh, there's also an appearance of Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf in this. Yes, <laughs> uh, the guy who runs the military school is like we're sending home a bunch of like essentially contraband, contraband yeah. that he's not supposed to have here. Contraband, and it's like band. it's like a bunch of like nudie magazines, 
and then <laughs> Mein Kampf hollowed out, filled with cherry, cherry bomb. bombs. That is a very weird choice. That I mean, I think he just knows like no one's gonna open up Mein Kampf, so that's a good place to hide my cherry bombs. I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird choice for the writers of the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, connect some dots here, Matt. The writers said that everyone needs some good, nice white meat. And then they have Mein Kampf. Like, I get it. They also yeah. have the KKK guys. This is like a movie by racists. The I think the only minority in the movie is Vinit. And the, I was honestly offended by that character. I thought it was I'm funny. pretty sure that dude was doing an accent that he's not familiar with. Oh, yeah. I think, I could I be think wrong. the actor's name is like Tay Davis or something yeah. like that. I'm pretty sure he was just, they were just like, can you kind of do like an Apu kind of thing? And he was like, yeah, okay. Sure. I thought it was funny, though, when he's like, and you know what? Another thing. Stop giving Vinit such a hard time. He works really hard. And Vinit goes, no, 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 no. Please, please. And he goes, shut up, Vinit. <laughs> while he's yeah, defending him. That? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so that was good. This movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> no, it didn't. It was terrible. I'm not even kidding, dude. Like, this was so disappointing. I was so in when I was like. Munchie Strikes Back looks awesome. <laughs> and Matt hasn't seen that yet. But this movie Matt watched repeatedly. Like, <laughs> and he's choosing this movie over how great Munchie Strikes Back seems like it is. So, we must be in for a real treat here. And I was so disappointed. There's a lot of funny stuff, but not an hour and 48 minutes worth. You 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 did find funny things in it then. Yeah, I definitely would recommend that people skip the whole movie and go to about an hour and 15 minutes in or an hour and 20 minutes in. If you start at an hour and 20 and finish the movie, it's pretty funny. That's great. I'm glad to hear that there was something that you enjoyed in it. Shanley, your thoughts? I... I, I I agree. I wish <laughs> I wish that all the setup wasn't so boring. Yeah, painstakingly dragging throughout the whole movie. Because I did enjoy watching the last part of it, but just man, that setup killed me. I think that the problem with some of these movies is that they don't make sure that there's a character who we understand what their goal is and we're in like, we're with them, you know, like there's no one in this movie who I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm on your side. Like I'm rooting for you. Like you were on Tyler's side. He didn't have a side. He had no motivation. Taken down the, the creepy siblings. He wasn't trying to do that. He barely was. And I didn't care about him stopping them. Gotcha. I think that this movie was a train wreck. Interesting. I think it makes sense that no one other than you has ever seen this. Uh, those folks who bought it at the Dollar Tree did. Yeah, how'd they, they like it? it? I don't know. I didn't watch their video, but I did watch No Dessert Dad Till You Move Along. Mm. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Well, this is rough. Uh, so this is one of the situations. Do your brothers like this? Probably. What do you mean Probably. Uh, you, I know you were talking to your brother prior to us watching this. He didn't, like, have an opinion on it? Uh, I, I don't... I mean... It's I'm, crazy that you don't know if your brother is like this movie. I think they do. 
but it's just something we grew up with you know and so it's like it's nostalgia goggles this is wow. a part of our childhood mm -hmm. and so like hearing the tonal inflections of the lines in this movie <laughs> you know it's just it just takes me back like wow just hearing hearing Justin say all right come on guys let's we let's we can beat these guys let's go it just takes me back I'm like ah it smells like childhood wow so but but I did have an interesting experience watching this this movie was way worse than I remembered it being <laughs> But, Thank God. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah, because of because I was watching it for what it was, which was a cheaply made '90s kids movie, and then that plus elevated with the fact that like it's it was a weird part of my childhood, so that bolstered seeing it for even a little bit more than what it was. So I. I had a good experience watching it, and I wasn't really paying that much attention because I know this movie extremely well, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun for me. I can't believe that the line or the movie title was a line in the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a titular scene, and it's so unimportant. Like, I thought there there would be a lot more of like. The parents are really strict in that they expected them to do all these chores or they got in trouble and said to do all these chores. And then the kids started using the hypnosis to like trick their like get make their parents think that they were being good, but they were actually having them do it or something. But no, it's like almost like, why did they even do that? And did you it, see what the dessert was that their dad was? Was it like lemonade? <laughs> it was a drink of lemonade. Yeah, That's it's like dessert. Summertime and it's hot out and he's mowing the lawn and he wants some lemonade. And, then and just to be a jerk, Justin's like, no dessert, dad. Well, first they hit him with fly swatters. Mm -hmm. Both of them do. Monica and Justin wrap him on the wrist. And Justin says, uh-uh, no dessert, dad. Uh-uh. Didn't say the magic word. Now he says, no dessert. And then Monica says, till you mow the lawn. Which is also n not how you say that. Yeah, it was weird. It was very dumb. No dessert before you finish mowing the lawn? No dessert. I mean, no dessert until you finish mowing the lawn works. Well, that's not. No dessert till you mow the lawn. That sentence makes sense. But when it's but broken like, up across two people. Maybe yeah, it wasn't much. dessert. And it's weird. It's a weird flex. It's like, and then you're trying to say that Monica's a good person. Like, that is unnecessary. Yeah, that, that was one. cruel. And also, why are they sitting on the lawn that he's mowing? I don't know. Well, none of me. it makes sense. <laughs> why do they give a shit about the lawn? <laughs> yeah, why are they making, why was that something they put in their hypnosis? I think someone thought that would be like a really cool title for a movie. And so they just, like, forced that line into the movie. Anyway. It was bad. Should we jump into rankings? Hell yeah. Yep. Shanley, do you want to do the honors? Yeah. So, again, uh, we try to explain this somewhat periodically, but our rankings are not about whether or not they're good movies. It's based upon the principle that if you have one night a week to do a movie night to veg out and just to relax... How likely are you to choose this movie to watch in comparison to the other movies we've watched? So, Shanley, what's your rankings? So, Matt, I know you have a very special place for this movie. Okay. But I do not share that nostalgia. Okay, and, embracing myself. Uh, 
this movie has kicked out Highlander 2 from no! its last place. Dude. So, Whoa. number 15 in absolute last place, No Desserts Dad, so you mow the lawn. And wow. I would rather watch Highlander 2, The Quickening. Good grief. I, I didn't brace myself that much. That hurts. Okay. I'll have to live with that. Really? Yeah, really? Highlander, Shanley. Nobody does it in an alleyway in this movie. Yeah. Or in front of the an alleyway. While that was kind of creepy, at least there was some kind of like entertaining, like, they're fighting. <laughs> and, well, this is weird. They're having a weird skate battle <laughs> in the air. Like, it was weird, but I could at least, like, it was something to kind of enjoy watching. Wow, last place. I didn't enjoy the drama between dad and his workday. And then mom is in the kitchen and Monica came in and talked. So. And they tricked their mom into eating an onion, Shanley. Yep. That that, that wasn't very riveting for me. Oh, jeez. Jimmy, please tell me you put this at number one. <laughs> Finally dethroned Ghost Rider. Hell no. Um, so I really, like, I think I'm going to have to re-examine my whole list. This because this movie has you rethinking your whole life. Well, so so first off... I'm going to hypnotize you guys into loving this movie. Yeah, you wish. I'd like to see you try. Chandler, you're falling asleep constantly. I, I think you're highly suggestible. So I think I'm highly suggestible to falling asleep. Let's see what you can convince me <laughs> to believe. We'll see. So this is our 15th film, right? Yep. Lucky, lucky number 15. And my initial instinct was to put this at... 14, right above Highlander 2, The Quickening. Wow. And before Shanley even started speaking, I was looking at that, and I was like, dude, I would definitely rather watch <laughs> Highlander 2, The Quickening, Thank than you, to rewatch Jimmy. this movie. But trying to like remove the fact that I just experienced this and trying to give like some perspective on it, like really, there's a lot of echoes of Russell Madness and steel in this a lot of the stuff from steel the stupid lines like i think that with time we will say dumb things from this movie probably much you like we do with uh, my life yeah like that's gonna be something that gets said i can't think of and i like i might be alone here i can't think of a single line from highlander to the quickening i can only think of references like yeah. or like descriptions of those uh-huh, right. same. So, I mean, there's nothing about Highlander 2 that's living on in my memory except for a vague understanding of the plot. So it's hard to say that I'd rather watch that than this because I know, like, we're going to say dumb stuff from this from time to time. But right now, for today at least, I'm going with my gut. No Dessert Dad Till You Mow the Lawn is in last place. Oh, man. It hurts so bad. I opened my heart to you guys. I showed you this movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we appreciate it, but geez, Matt, this is dark. Imagine how differently it would have gone if you chose Munchie Strikes Back. Oh, my gosh. How much fun could we have had tonight? We might have blown off the podcast to rewatch it just for fun. <laughs> just for- <laughs> Like, can we just not even do the podcast anymore? Can we qu- quit our jobs. I think what we would have to do is turn the podcast into 
every week we watch Munchie Strikes Back the and just Munch record <laughs> while we're watching it. And you get to hear us comment during the film. But we're not turning off the movie to talk. Oh, we're just going to talk. Oh, car turned into a limo. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. This is my favorite part. <laughs> Let's have a blast. <laughs> I like how he's kind of. Yeah, he, he moves so weirdly. <laughs> he kind of moves like the Thermians in Galaxy Quest. I can see that. A little Just bit. like kind of robotic. I thought he he moves like the uh, the puppets and it's a small world, I think. That too. Or kind of like yeah. the animatronic pirates in Pirates of the Caribbean. No, those ones are smoother. It's kind of like a... Yeah. Yeah. You're like the spine from Steam Powered Giraffe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm embarrassed to share my ranking. No, I want to know. Where oh, is it dude, falling your list? You're, I mean, we all know, the listeners know, you are maybe the most divergent from the mainstream with your rankings. No, Shanley and I are normally pretty... No, me and Shanley's rankings are way more similar than you and Shanley's rankings. Are they? Yes. Shanley, come get a gander at these rankings. Well, well anyway, anyway. Any hoodly. I have it ranked at number six. It's right beneath Primal and oh. right above Pet Cemetery. Oh, Matt. wow. I mean, I okay, like, yes, it's not do you think it's better than Pet Cemetery? It's would you rather watch it? But how dare you? Uh, I'm sorry. What Licorice is, is better than Church. What? Licorice is better than Church. No, it is not. Licorice doesn't even know about Cat Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you're insane right now dude that's the craziest thing i can't believe that are you serious okay so let me explain this to you licorice is is greater than church mm. but white jaguar is greater than licorice that's how it goes first off church is better than all of them church is the best cat there's ever been on this show <laughs> The white jaguar is not a killer, except it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to rewatch Primal. That might wake its way higher up my list eventually. I mean, it, as it should. Primal's I, great. I think I want to swap it against the Phantom. I have the Phantom have at Pri- number three. You have Primal. What? I have Phantom at eleven. I think that Phantom is going to go up, but I have Primal at number two. You should have Primal way higher. Primal is fun. I have it, it at number four. Yeah, it was a good one. We should just watch Primal tonight. So that way we can be on even keel altogether. I think that... Perhaps you should compromise this. Or classify this. Sorry. Line. Perhaps you should classify this. There you go. I think that you feel about this film similar to how I feel about Song of the South. No, because you didn't grow up with Song of the South. Well, in a way I did, Matt, because my mother is from the South and she sings sometimes. <laughs> and she grew up with the vinyl record and accompanying book of Br'er Rabbit stories. And I grew up going to Disneyland somewhat regularly and going on Splash uh, Mountain. So Maybe. I feel like all that ties into my nostalgia and is part of why it's hard for me. To move that down, it's number number three for me. Oh my god! Song of the South is my number three film. Wow! It goes Ghost Rider, Primal, Song of the South, Jaws Four: The Revenge. So, I 
think that maybe that's similar to how you're feeling where you have this film so high up because it brings you back to that child. I mean, what you just said, you know, so I understand, but it's messed up. that this I'm is, surprised you guys hated it. That it's much. messed up that this is so tied to your childhood. Like I, that's wrong. It's a, it's a good movie, Matt. I think this, we can all okay, agree. What? It's a good movie. This movie is so trash. I hope everyone watches it. Do, would you, would you even recommend it to people? Then? I'm going to move it. I'm going to move it up back up to 14. This is going to be in between spirit of vengeance and, and honestly, I'm lying. I'm going to watch Spirit of Vengeance probably before I watch some of these other ones. So I have to redo this whole list. Yeah, I'm I am guessing No Dessert too. Dad Till You Mow the Lawn is probably going to be between 13 and 15. Okay. Not bet- like, including those, but so it's I'm, going to be I'm at the bottom. I'm doing a little share from Clueless right now. I'm changing my grades. Shanley, can I interest you in <clears throat> moving No Dessert Dad Till You Mow the Lawn to number one? <laughs> a hard pass oh my gosh but that was a cute attempt <laughs> I think it is a ridiculous claim that you would rather watch Highlander 2 than No Dessert Dad till you mow the lawn so let me put you in this situation realistically Shanley we come, we come home some night and we are just feeling sloppy and we want to throw on something stupid and so I say I'm giving you two choices Highlander 2 or No Dessert Dad Till You Mow the Lawn. You really think you're going to say Highlander 2? I, I mean, <laughs> you how are I'm feeling insane. right now, yes. Oh, hell yeah. I hope next week this changes. I watched it today, but it was painful watching it over again. Mm. I, I mean, hmm. Okay. Well, we got over our rankings. Some friendships were destroyed. But now it's time for something else. You know what time it is? It's time for a Shanley spin, right? Woo! I am ready for a spin. Oh, playing in your bedroom again. That's what she said, maybe? (laughs) Woo! Shanley, are you excited for your spin? I am. What are you hoping to get? I'm really hoping for Movie Jar. Every time. Every time. Movie jar. Jimmy, what are you hoping for? I'm hoping for Strictly Jimmy. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, I'm host- I'm hoping for <laughs> McConaughey. Ooh, I could get behind that. We all love a good McConaughey. All right, right? Shanley, are you ready for this? Ready. Ooh, okay. Ooh, ooh. Do it more bay. Ooh. That was I'm a okay. solid spin. Oh. Oh no, wow. <laughs> what is it? Boats. 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 <laughs> Boats. Is it punctuated? It is. Boats. Period. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, like uh let's start spitballing. Any any boats things? What do we got? Titanic. Uh, two. Titanic two. Ghost ship. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, the Mummy. Oh, yep. Death on the Nile. Anaconda. Oh my gosh, Anaconda. <laughs> oh. Let Shanley come up with one. Shanley. I... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Things with the boats. Feel like the latest Jumanji? Mm-hmm. Maybe. 
That I have not seen. Mortal Kombat. Mm. It's shaped like a dragon. Uh, the Golden Compass or Stardust? I think it's Stardust. There's a um. flying boat. The Mummy Returns, there's also a flying boat. It's oh. a dirigible. Peter Pan. Hook. Pan. Pan. Mm. Jonah, a VeggieTale story. Don't do that. No one's ever going to watch that. I've We're normal that. kids. We didn't watch that. Uh, we watched it the other day when we were in the rec room playing pool. We didn't watch it. Your kids watched it. But we were all interested in it. Yeah, nope. Sure won't. This is going to get... Ooh, It. Oh, oh yeah, boat, Georgie. Getting real abstract with it. Okay. That it, we could watch the 1990. Oh my it. god! Can we watch the Page Master? Doesn't hold up. I want to watch it not hold up. Uh, we added a new category. This probably won't hold up. I'm gonna choose the Page Master when I spin <laughs> when that. You spin that. <laughs> uh, Wait, Mary Poppins Return. The other movie or category we added was. Jimmy, I know it was your suggestion. Do you want to describe uh, it? To update the listeners. Oh, yeah. Are we doing that? I feel like they don't know any of the categories. Like They don't know some We've of them, mentioned yeah. some, but I yeah. don't think we need to tell everybody. Do you want me to say bad adaptation? I mean, he just did. Bad adaptation. Yeah. Mostly because I was a big fan of several YA novel series growing Maze up. Maze Runner? No. You're not going to get Artemis some. Fowl. Okay, well, there you go. You already know that one. Ender's Game. Ender's Game, Artemis Fowl, Cirque du Freak. Stabbed in my face with all of those. For Betrayal. The adaptations? They were terrible, dude. And Harry Potter. Uh, uh, now, that one, I'm not going to blame the film crew entirely. They did take a dumb creation and make it worse, I think. But... It was dumb, and I realized that as I got older. But the other ones did not live up to their potential. Willy Wonka. And I'm excited for it. Mm. There is a boat. I like that. Uh, did we already say the entire Pirates of the Caribbean franchise? Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. That one has zombie sharks in it. I mean, really, the Shutter first Island. one's the best, and everything... It just goes downhill from there. Uh, if you watch one, two, three, all together... It actually works, um, but two and three separately don't work. Captain he, Phillips, jumping ship. Mm, <laughs> oh yeah. hell yeah! Bringing that decom in there. <laughs> this is going to be great. Uh, I'm very excited for this. Shanley, are you glad you spun this? I am. I feel like Titanic two. That was the first thing she said. said oh, Ghost Rider. There's probably a boat in it. Oh, there probably is. Um, face off. It's a speedboat chase. Mm. I can't remember. Speedboat chase is a definitely a dude that lives by a lake somewhere. <laughs> speedboat chase. There's speedboat chase. <laughs> He's a perv. Yeah. <laughs> he he feels like a peeping tom. He does. Yeah. <laughs> peeping chase. Yeah. You're like getting changed in your bedroom, at your lake house. And then you hear, woo! And you're like, damn it, speedboat chase, get out of here. And he takes Tommy off. boy. <laughs> oh, quit mm. playing with your dinghy. <laughs> There's going to be a lot in this. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm excited for this one, Shanley. I, I feel like it is a very broad topic, but 
There's the options yeah. are really endless. Let's hope oh, that. Oh I... hey, um, damn it! What's that stupid movie called? Fool's Gold. Is that a McConaughey? Yeah, we get some overlap. Wow. Oh, I was thinking of All About the Benjamins, starring Mike Epps, Eva Mendes, and Ice Cube. It's actually a decent movie. Is there? Oh, The Princess and the Pirate. Let let Uh. me let me just (laughs) say right now, there's a chance that you can't do Starsky and Hutch. Oh, because it's not a boat. It's a yacht. But I think there's probably a different boat in there. Also. I don't like buying into that elitist bullshit. <laughs> I think that yachts are boats. Like, just shut up. Well, I guess that'll do it for this week's episode. Let's just hope that I don't throw your movie at the bottom of my list just to spite you, Shanley. You won't, because I'm going to yeah. pick a good one. And also, uh... I don't think that there's anyone involved with this podcast that would care less uh, <laughs> what yeah. uh, what the other people ranked it. You and I will get emotionally invested. <laughs> Shanley will not care at all. Or if I am going for one, I would hope to be the bottom of the list. I'd want to ruin your night. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Okay, doke. Where the wild things are. Um, well, I guess that'll do it for this week's episode. Life pie. Oh, jeez. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Weekly Watch Wheel. We'll catch everyone next week on Movie Night right here on the Weekly Watch Wheel. Isn't there a weird boat in, like, Titan AE? Yeah. It's like a flying boat that has, like, space sails. Yeah, it's like a a steampunk boat. Yeah. Nice. Right here on the Weekly Watch Wheel, where we'll watch a boat. A boat. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye bye now. Okay, see everyone. All ashore. Wow, really? That's what he says on Willy Wonka. Thanks everybody for listening to the weekly watch wheel. If you had as good of a time as we did, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, and maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLY Watch Wheel or via email at weeklywatchwheel at gmail.com. Love ya. It's the weekly watch we